Welcome to Infinite Impact Radio, a podcast for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions. Hey there, impact influencers. My name is Evans Putman. I'm the founder of Infinite Impact Coaching and Consulting and the host of Infinite Impact Radio, where I interview entrepreneurs about their purpose-driven businesses and their missions to contribute towards creating a positive ripple effect in the world. Thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to sharing your world-changing mission soon. All right, welcome everybody to Infinite Impact Radio and TV, if you're watching this on video, actually not on the TV, probably probably on your smartphone or something, but this is the show for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions, and I'm excited. I'm getting to meet somebody for the first time the same way you are. So this is, and I'm, I, we went over this before. I told her, I explained, like I do other people. I'm like, I'm from the South, so I'm probably going to slow your name down, butcher it or something. So please, if I mess this up, let me know. But this is Jamila Bernie. Close enough? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, she's a business coach, speaker, marketing strategist, and host of the Becoming Big Me podcast. So welcome, and we spent a little time talking before the show, so I'm really excited to dive into this. I know all the listeners are as well, so welcome. Please introduce yourself, uh, correct anything I messed up, and let us know who you are and what you do. Awesome, Evans. Well, you did a great job with your introduction, and you didn't butcher my name so thank you very much i you know going through high school i had a teacher that i had every single year who said my name wrong the entire time so i appreciate you you know asking me and clarifying that um so my name is jamila bernie i am a business coach i'm a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner and a professional hypnotherapist um, I also am a digital marketing strategist. That's really where I got my launch in the entrepreneurial space beyond just uh, my small home business that I started when I was 17. And that was doing marketing and advertising for businesses and for uh, clients. I'm also a single mom um, and I had my daughter when I was in high school. So I've been through a journey just so to speak <laughs> and that and i love it we're going to dive into that that's one of the reasons why as soon as i i don't remember exactly how we even connected but i did find myself in your facebook group which everybody it's called driven by purpose and we'll share a little bit more of that at the end so you can go in and join the group or request to join but i started hearing your story and started hearing the messages you were putting out, I was like, I've got to get her on the show. This is going to be an amazing interview. And I know my listeners and viewers are going to want to see this and hear this. So let's just dive in. Um, if you would, I like to get everybody to sort of share their backstory, their origin story, where they came from and how they got to where they are now, because I think it's very inspiring to our listeners to hear these stories. So if you don't mind, if you would just share yours with us. Yeah, so my story uh, begins, you know, back when I was in middle school. Um, I, I mean, it 
begins when I was born. But when the interesting part started was in middle school. <laughs> and I grew up in a broken home. You know, my parents were divorced. So I was kind of back and forth and back and forth. I never really got to make close connections with friends. And I always just didn't feel connected to those around me, my parents, my family included. Every, anytime something would go wrong, they would just ship me off to the next parent. And I found myself by the age of 13, I was drinking every single day in my coffee cup at school. It wasn't like to be cool. It wasn't for any of that. In fact, my friends didn't even know. I was just doing it as a way to cope with what I was going through and the loneliness that I felt. Um, and that continued to progress and progress as I started experimenting with different drugs and, and alcohol more. Um, and I had also been a skier. I was a high level skier. I had won the junior free skiing world tour when I was 14 years old. And shortly after that, I broke my femur. And when I broke my femur, my entire life crashed down around me. Um, that was my passion. That was my entire life. Everything that I did was revolved around skiing. And that's really when my uh, drug addiction really skyrocketed. I started taking pain pills because of the broken femur. And from there, that opiate addiction was formed. And uh, I started shooting heroin by the age of 15. Um, and at the age of 17, I found myself homeless. I was living in a tent in a community of lots of other addicts. You know, there was probably 50 people living on this property in various structures. And I had also just found out that I was pregnant. Now, this is when things really shifted for me. I, when I first found out I was pregnant, I did not plan on keeping the child. I didn't think that I could. I didn't think that I was capable of raising a child. I was none of the evidence that had been in my life previous showed me that that was something I would be able to do. And what happened, Evans, is when I was making the phone call, when I was calling the clinic to schedule an abortion, I had this voice, whether you, you know, whatever you believe in, whatever you want to call it, universe, God, any of that, this voice spoke to me and told me, I sent you this child. You can't just get rid of this child. This child is a gift. And, you know, over the past almost seven years now, that has proven to be so true. She has taught me more than anything I've ever learned. And she was the reason why I shifted my life. That was when I realized I needed to make a change. That was really the tipping point for me. Um, I, when I decided to keep her, I knew obviously I had to change everything about my life. So I went uh, to get help. I went and got help from the state. I got on government assistance. Um, I lit, I got a, like a how what of the welfare housing um and insurance all of that stuff and but that wasn't the life that i wanted for her i wanted her to have a better life than that i didn't want to become stuck in the system and i also wanted to be able to stay home with her as a single mom i i knew that she had so many obstacles in her way just from the fact that i was a single teen you know teen parent the statistics for that are not very good as far as being very optimistic uh, for the 
that life of that child. And the only thing that I could think of was I needed to start a business. I needed to start something that I could do from home and that I could still be with her and I could grow and I could create a life for us. And so I started looking around, just observing in the community. I completely dove into the parenting realm because I was trying to distract myself as I was getting, you know, I was getting sober as well, freshly sober. And I was going to all the moms groups, all of the everything that I could go to. And I realized if I could come up with a product that these moms could compete over, I would have a gold mine. And so I did. So I came up with the idea to make organic custom cloth diapers and market them to the moms in my group. Now, I didn't have any money. I didn't have any clue how to start a business. I had no clue what I was doing. Um, but what I did have was a desire. I knew that maybe at this point I hadn't worked on my own self-worth. I didn't have any self-worth, but I knew that this child was worthy. This child hadn't done anything and she was worthy of a better life. And so I knew that I had to do whatever it took to create something for her. And so I started to crochet little stuffed animals that I started selling to the moms at these groups so I could earn enough money to buy a used sewing machine from Goodwill and some fabric. And I started teaching myself how to sew. I had no clue how to sew. I had not a single clue. So I completely taught myself how to sew off of YouTube and just started drafting patterns. And I started giving out uh, the diapers that I was making to uh, moms in the groups and having them test them um, until I got the pattern completely perfect. Now, by the time, this was all during my pregnancy. By the time my daughter actually arrived, my business was launched and thriving. And I completely grew my business online, used, utilizing guerrilla marketing techniques on Facebook groups and integrating into those communities. And that business was very, very successful. And that's really what got me started in my entrepreneurial journey. That's awesome. I, I got to stop for a minute and unpack a couple of things or just bring back up a couple of things that I found very interesting and very, um, well, one, well, they were inspiring in a way, but one, the, the voice, when you heard this voice, I think a lot of us, you know, well, I know if you're, if you listen and you get in tune with yourself and quiet your mind, you'll connect with that voice every now and then. But here's a question that I've had somebody else ask, I believe they asked me or I asked them, I can't remember at this point, but how do you know when you hear that voice, you know, no judgments on what it is or where it comes from, but how do you know that it's the voice, your intuition speaking to you and not your ego? How do you know that you should take that next, you know, follow what it says? Because a lot of people hear the ego speaking to them and sometimes it's hard to, decide which one is the correct one. So I don't know if you have any tips on that or if there's something you could share, that would be awesome. Yeah, I actually love this question because this is a huge part of what I talk about and what I teach. And so we have hundreds of voices going on in our head. We have all of these thoughts rattling around and we have this one, this one voice that is consistent persistent and quieter it's not so loud it's not all of the noise chatter it's just this 
knowing. And I call that your big me voice. And that's where becoming the big me actually came from. And then all of the other voices, the I can't do it, the chatter, the ego, the, you know, you have to look a certain way. You have to always post things that look a certain way and you don't, you don't want people to think, you know, negatively of you and all of that. Those are your little meat voices. Those are the little minions in your head that are trying to distract you. And those voices are loud. They're like little kids. They just want attention and they're just going to be jumping up and down and just like loud and obnoxious. And so for me, when I hear those voices, that's how I can tell that those, oh, that's my, that's my ego. That's my little me. Those are the little minions in my head speaking to me right now because they're making me feel crazy. Now that big voice, that divine voice, whatever you choose to call it, your, what I call it is my big me voice is that is, it's, it, it's not trying to, to yell at you. It's just very, very calm and it's persistent. So when you have those repeated thoughts that are not causing you anxiety, those repeated thoughts that just keep coming and they're calm and they're just consistent and persistent, then that's your big me voice. That's the voice that you need to listen to. That's the voice that you need to follow. Now there are things you can do to tune more into that voice, you know, meditation, mindfulness practices, where you can learn to slow down your thoughts, to learn how to get out of that beta wave state in your brain where you're having 30 to 60 thoughts per minute and you're just all of these things jumbling around and you can slow it down and you're now in your alpha wave state where you're having about 15 thoughts per minute and you can really begin to decipher and differentiate what you're thinking and what is your truth? What is the truth of your being? I love that. Thank you for taking it in that direction because that's um, giving some actionable advice like that is really helpful uh, to people that are listening for sure. So the other thing, and that was awesome by the way. So the other thing I want to ask you about like your initial story was you talked about the desire. You had this desire. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you around that, how do you, a lot of us have desire, but then those little minions, as you described, I have an eight-year-old daughter too, so it's like I see the minions now everywhere, all over here in my imagination. <laughs> so, um, so if I start laughing, that's because I've got minions in my head now. But how do you, if you have that desire, how do you move forward and act on that when we've been almost trained over time to not act on your desires because we're afraid of failure. So how, what got you to actually just say, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. I'm just going to take action and do it. So how did that work with you um, to get moving in that direction? Honestly, desperation. It was do or die for me. It was, you know, I need to make this happen or I don't, or I don't see a future for us. And that was what it, that was truly what it was. It was complete desperation. I didn't have the fear of, of failing because I had already been so low. I had already failed. You know, I had already been living at the lowest point that I can imagine living in. And for me, there was nowhere else to go but up. 
And this is actually something, I, I love this question because this is actually something that as I have grown, as I have built businesses and then left, sold that business, left that business, joined the corporate ladder, had a comfy six-figure job, was doing very well. This is something that has come up again because where do I find that? Where do I find that motivation again? Where do I find that desire again when I've already created more than I ever imagined possible for me? My daughter is very well taken care of. We live in an amazing home. You know, she has everything she could possibly want. That was my initial desire. And for me, that has been leaning into helping others and changing others' lives and leaning into their desperation and leading into those feelings that I remember having when I was in that position and, and how I feel now and knowing that there is hope, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, even if you can't see it yet. And that's what I've had to really lean into. And sometimes that means, you know, you know, hearing stories that are really uncomfortable to hear, having conversations with people that are really, really hard so I can take on their desperation in order to continue to fuel that fire. That's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, that, that was actually, you sort of went somewhere that I was going to ask you later. So I'm going to go in and ask you now about um, serving others. Is that where you found sort of like your, your power now, your authentic self is comes from serving others. And I just want to ask you this question too, because I read this recently about abundance and that a lot of people, they may receive abundance, but they don't continue to receive it because they're unwilling to share that and serve others with the abundance that they were given. So it, it's sort of like a complete never ending cycle. Um, so I'm just, curious about your thoughts on that and like service and, you know, and what your thoughts are on the whole abundance thing and whether you need to keep pushing it out there to others or you will lose it. Yes. Okay. So, sir, so I wasn't always in a point of service and that was, you know, really what kind of, I believe held me back is I hadn't come to the awakening or the understanding that we are all connected yet. And I didn't quite, I, it was very still egocentric. I was still very me, my daughter, us, that's it, you know? And it wasn't until I had my accidental spiritual awakening about two years ago now that my eyes opened to an entirely different perception of reality. And what happened is I had been, I was living in Oregon at this point and it was nighttime. My daughter was asleep and I was taking a shower. And when I was taking this shower, all of a sudden I could no longer hear the shower falling, uh, the water falling to the ground. And my world started to close in and I realized I was about to pass out and everything you know, every, my life flashed before my eyes, everything happened. I was like, what have I done? Like, what have I done for this world? And then I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, I'm all alone. My daughter's going to wake up and I'm just going to be dead here in the shower and our house is locked. No one's going to know she's here. I didn't live anywhere near family or friends or anything. I was just like, what is this? And I did end up passing out. And when I woke up, I wasn't 
pass out for very long because like the shower water was still warm when I got up. But when I woke up, I woke up in a completely different dimension of reality, at least that I had ever experienced. And the best way that I could describe this to you is I woke up in a mushroom trip. The world was different. I could, and this, this lasted, Evan, for about a month, a little a little over a month did was I in this place to the point that I actually thought that I had died and this was whatever was next. I was able to understand what people were thinking. I was able to influence things with my thoughts alone. I would think something and it would like instantaneously happen. And it was crazy. And that was the point when I really started diving into the quantum world and metaphysics and the, the laws of the universe. You know, we all hear about the law of attraction, but what we forget about is that there's 12 other laws that go along with the law of attraction that in order to make the law of attraction, you have to understand those laws as well. And the first law is the law of divine oneness. We are all connected. Every single one of us are connected. And, and when you serve others, when you help another person, not only is it going to make you feel better, but it is collectively raising the consciousness of our entire planet. When one person changes, now there, there's a ripple effect that happens. They're affecting other people and we are lifting up the consciousness of our planet, which helps every single one of us. It helps me, it helps my daughter, it helps you, it helps my neighbor. You know, it helps people that we could never even, that we've never even met, that we've never even seen. And, and like, that's really when I started leaning into service and understanding how important service is and extending it outside of my little circle that I had created for myself. And onto your next question with abundance, the biggest problem that I see with abundance when it comes to money in particular is we celebrate money. We celebrate money when it comes in. We're so happy when money comes in. But what happens when it's time to pay the bills? How do you feel about money then? You know, when you're having to pay all of these things, how are you feeling then? So what I see is people will receive a lot of abundance and they'll be so happy. Yay, I got abundance. Yeah, I got money. Woohoo. And then they and then it has to leave. And now they're like, "No, don't leave." And so we have this really unbalanced relationship with money, which is just another form of energy and if you were to think of money as like a friend or like a relationship like a partner could you imagine what it would be like if every single time they came you were so happy but every single time that it was time for them to leave you're like crying and like causing a whole deal about them leaving do you think they would want to hang out with you more do you think they'd want to come over when every single time it's time for them to leave and go on to the rest of their life? You're just like trying to hold on to them. You know, money is the same way. And that's the biggest problem that I see when it comes to receiving abundance and then that kind of stopping, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. 100%. I read something um, from my friend and mentor and past business partner, in um, a book, it's got a very, a very interesting title because the title isn't really, it doesn't explain what is really going on in the book. The book is called Tribe of Millionaires, but 
when you, when most people see that they immediately think, Oh, millionaires, I don't want to read some book, but it's not really about that. It's really about the spirituality of a tribe and how they're giving and how they complete the cycle of abundance and all this. But there's something in there that I read that just hit me. Um, which, you know, both of us are in this entrepreneurial world and it was basically do not think about how to earn money. Don't think about the how think about why you're wanting to get that money. And if you're, if your why is something big and is of service and positive, it makes the how much easier. It makes the how sort of magically happen. Um, so I thought that was very interesting. It sort of reminded me about what we were discussing there. So, um, I guess, gosh, this is, we, we could probably just keep going for hours and hours. So we're, we're not going to wrap it up just yet, but I wanted to go over one thing I found, this is what I found interesting. And I want to talk about this because we do have a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this. And I love on your Facebook, um, your profile where it lists, you know, that you're business coach, speaker, marketing strategist, but underneath that or above that, I loved where it said, you turn quantum principles into marketing strategies. And yes. the simple, it's such a simple statement, but yet such a complex statement. So I thought that was really cool because it's like that just nails it on the head exactly what you do. <laughs> but wow, there's a lot there about what you do. <laughs> so if you would just sort of explain that a little bit and um, share that with the listeners. I think it's really cool. It's an interesting different approach to marketing than we hear and we see a lot of out there in the entrepreneurial world. Yeah. So, I mean, as I've explained, like I'm, I'm very metaphysical and I'm into the energy of how our world works. And because of this, I have, I'm obsessed. Like I'm very nerd. I nerd out over this stuff. I am obsessed. I'm constantly reading, you know, different scientific research. I'm constantly reading like unclassified documents from the CIA. And I like to take that, take that 40 page, you know, study that was done with all of these crazy words that no one understands. And I like to take that and boil it down into simple, tangible strategies that we can use in real life. The problem with the quantum physics, the problem with the quantum world, the energetic world, is that we don't understand it. It's not tangible. We can't touch it. We can't feel it. We can't experience it. And so I try to take these strategies, these principles, and turn them into something that our conscious mind can understand. Turn it into something that we can see, that we can touch, and we can, more importantly, that we can implement into our businesses and into our lives. Now, you know, I built my agency, I built my marketing agency to multiple six figures without a website. And how I was able to do this was just by being authentic, was just by sharing, you know, my journey, by sharing my story, and then setting intentions that the right people would come. My first client that I signed, the very first client that I signed to my agency was a six-figure client. And you don't hear about that happening a lot, especially these days with, you know, marketing agencies just like starting 
just starting all over the place and popping up, you don't really see, you know, people obtaining those high ticket clients. And I believe because I believe it, that we are all connected, I believe when we align ourselves and when we use these quantum principles and we turn them into the strategies that we can use in the physical realm, that's when we can create real life magic, when amazing things can happen. And you know, as far as like the strategy, like the marketing strategy that you use, I honestly don't really think that that matters so much. It's just the vessel that you use to attract those right people. And you could use this one, you can use that one, you can use this one. They all work as long as you are sending out the right energy and the right vibration to attract the correct people. Yeah, I think that that's amazing because it hits on um, you know, one thing that I think is missing that I see all the time when you go into like click funnels groups, other entrepreneurs groups is that everybody is chasing after the tactics and the things that work that have been proven to work. And then, but it, even when they do them, they don't see the kind of success that they expect. And then they think, well, it doesn't work. Well, the, what I see and what I've been, as you and I were talking before, I've spent almost gosh, it's almost been an entire year now. My main focus has not been on everybody else, but on myself, getting myself to that authentic place, to the highest vibration so I can attract the right people. So I think that's like such a big missing piece with entrepreneurs. It's being authentic, knowing who you are. And like you said, if you get your message out and you're intentional about it and you, you, know, you have the right intentions and you are being authentic, the right people are going to show up in your life. And um, yeah, so I think that's a huge missing piece. I appreciate you bringing that up because that, that is one of the biggest missing, you know, a lot of people talk about mindset. I don't think it's necessarily mindset as much as that we don't know who we are authentically and we haven't taken the time to figure that out. Yeah. You said one thing that I love and that's being intentional in our space especially as you know digital entrepreneurs we have this pressure to constantly push out content to constantly you know three posts a day on instagram this that this that the other thing and i don't believe in that sometimes i will go a week without posting anything and it's because I don't have anything good to say. I'm not going to just put something out for the sake of putting something out. I want to be intentional with everything that I release with every piece of content that goes out there is because that's truly what I'm, my essence of my being is wanting to put out into the world. It's not just because, you know, as a marketer, I know, you know, the best time to post is this time and that time. And I need to have three, po you know, that's, that's not, I don't, I don't, I disagree with that, <laughs> that whole principle. And I get, you know, some people will probably argue with that. Oh, the algorithms and you're going to get lost and this and that. Well, I, I disagree with that. I, I think we need to be intentional with every single thing that we're putting out there. And that's how we can send that proper message. That's how we can show up as our true selves and not just being some internet, you know, guru that's just trying to get more likes and more follows. 
Yeah, definitely. I think the universe's algorithm is probably a little more important than Facebook's <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, you know? <laughs> um, I agree. <laughs> so, well, I, I love this. I love the interview. I know we could, we could probably do like a four part series cause there's so many <laughs> things I want to ask you, but we are going to have to wrap it up. Um, so I wanted to just ask you if there's anything I missed um, and also I know you and I talked about, you've got a little bit of a different direction going on and you're in a transition. So if you have anything you would like to share, like where people, if you have anything out there that they can get in touch with you about coaching or whatever you're doing, please definitely let us know. Cause I know there's some people on here right now that are like, Oh, I've got to, I've got to learn more. I've got to talk to her and find out more. Yeah. So I just launched my speaking career, which I'm super excited about. I've done four speeches in the past month and a half, and that's been fantastic. And then also what I'm most excited about is my quantum clients course that I just launched last month. And this is a course that came to me. I was sharing with, with you earlier. This is a course that came to me in a meditation. It was completely laid out for me. I like was in the sauna. I like run out. I'm in the locker room and like like a crazy scientist writing everything down and this is where we go into the metaphysical aspects but also the tangible strategies that you can use to build that audience where we dive into money beliefs your money matrix every everything about money and i have a huge worksheet for you to do so if you're this is the thing as well you have to take the physical action to create what you want. People want to talk about the law of attraction. People want to talk about sitting and raising their vibration and visualizing and all of this stuff. But what we forget about the law of attraction is if you're sitting and waiting, the universe is also sitting and waiting. So you have to take that first step and take the action. So the first week is all about taking action on your money beliefs. The second week, we dive into creating your perfect quantum client avatar. These are those high ticket clients that are so excited to work with you. They love to work with you. They, they want, they're incited to invest in themselves, your business, your product, whatever it may be, and that you love to work with. They're the people that light you on fire to work with. And then the third week is all about defining your story, how to connect the, the, big points in your life and how to share that in a way that is authentic to your audience. And then the last week is all about the tangible marketing strategies to get in front of these people. What are different methods that you can use to get in front of these quantum clients? And that's the quantum clients course. You can find it at jamila.com. And that's the big thing that I have been super lit up and excited about right now yeah that's awesome and i'll I, I can tell by the look on your face that you are inspired and excited <laughs> by it but um i'll put the link in the in the uh show notes as well but if you would just sort of spell that for everybody real quick <laughs> well don't actually sort of spell it actually spell it for everybody that's, that's <laughs> listening so they can just go right there from the from the podcast yeah so that's jamila which is d j e m I L A H dot com. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and, and as far as finding you on social media, I know you've got a group, which is really cool. We were talking about groups earlier. So that group is called driven by purpose, yes. right? 
So is that like a really probably the other best place to come connect and get into your tribe that way into your movement? Yeah, that would be the best way to get connected, get into my tribe. There's lots of amazing people in there um, and we can bounce ideas, collaborate and, and get connected with me. And then, of course, just on Facebook, you know, um, which is just Jamila Bernie. Uh, I'm the only one that looks real. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll actually put um, I'll put all these in the show notes as well. So everybody can find the links and connect with you because, and, and also your big me becoming the big me podcast. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yes, go definitely give that a listen. You might actually hear me on it at some point because we're you will. scheduled to have an interview soon. So, but um, yeah, I appreciate it. This has been awesome. I love the, uh, your story. I love what you, you know, everything that your energy, your vibration that you're putting off and what you're telling. I mean, you can definitely tell you're authentic and it's nice to meet an authentic entrepreneur. Um, I've been blessed that when I decided to do this show that I put the intention out there and it was an inspired intention and people were showing up that I'd never met before, including you. And I'll share this with you and the listeners to pay attention because here's the thing that's really cool. The lesson I learned was one to, when you're inspired, go with it and put that intention out that you're going to do it and people will start showing up and you know, we hear this all the time, but it's true. But here's the thing that was amazing is that as I do each of these interviews, the time that I do them, the lessons that the person, the guest like yourself is sharing, there's always one or two things within there that I am supposed to be learning at that exact time in my life. Like I just had something happen and then I interviewed somebody and they were talking about something. It was like, Oh, that's that sign that I am supposed to do this. Yeah. Um, so this is really cool because as you and I talked, I'm getting ready to launch a new program myself that was brought on by inspiration, you know, an inspired moment in meditation. And um, it's been slow in developing because of other things I've had going on. But then to hear your story and what you talk about and your new program, it's like, okay, this is what I needed to hear today. This was like a coaching session for Evan. So I hope everybody found as much value in this as I did. And I'm sure they did. And I, I definitely appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Wow. What another great episode. Our guests are amazing. And I appreciate each and every one of them for spending some time with us. And also, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen or to watch. If you find this valuable and think others would enjoy it too, would you please leave us a comment on Facebook, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our Apple podcast and leave us a review. We would appreciate it any way you're watching, listening, consuming this just to get some feedback and to see that you're enjoying the kind of content we're putting out. It would mean the world to us. We want to make sure we're making a positive impact on everybody that's listening. And by doing that, you also help us make sure that other people who may need to hear the messages of my guests will also hear them. So thank you again. I appreciate it. And listen, if you've got a, a desire to start it, an impact purpose-driven business 
but don't know where to start, please reach out to me. I'll be glad to jump on a call with you just to give you some advice, some things I've learned from my guests, some things I've learned from my journey. Just come find me on Facebook. It's Evans Putman, E-V-A-N-S-P-U-T-M-A-N, coaching. Evans Putman Coaching on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram, at Evans Putman. Send me a direct message. However you want to reach out to me, just please do it. I'll be glad to jump on and help you out. And if you think you're perfect for this podcast, I can't wait to hear from you. So reach out to me as well. Thank you again. Look forward to seeing you on the next Infinite Impact Radio episode.